from some guy you probably met on the internet. It's the Casey Lewis Podcast. It's Friday, January 29th, 2016, and this is the Casey Lewis Podcast, where we talk about crushing debt, loving work, and chasing dreams that matter. I'm your host, Casey Lewis, and it has been a few weeks since we've had a new episode of the show. I'm still trying to figure out some of this uh, fancy technology stuff that we've got here, and so that's why you still don't hear any music underneath my voice like you usually would during the intro here, but... uh, yeah, I'm back. We're going to make sure that we are doing a show um, each and every weekend. I, I don't tell the readers of my blog or the people on my email list or the people anywhere else on the internet, but doing this show, you guys are my favorite thing that I work on each week. Um, and it's just, it's it's much more time consuming. It's more difficult. Um, there's a lot more production into it and I don't have the skill. It's not like I just type up an article and press post. Um like I do on the website or if I'm trying to do something on Facebook or Twitter, there's a lot more work that goes into this podcast thing and I don't have a full team behind me to support me and to do all of the little things. Um, If it's just sit down in front of a microphone, I got that part down. Um, But it's all the other stuff that goes into it uh, that, that is time consuming. And you may not know this, but I don't make any money doing a podcast. I just don't. I like helping people with money and with uh, their careers and student loans and getting out of debt and all of that stuff. And so I sit down behind a microphone and share any advice that I can help uh, because you guys write in questions to me. And I share the advice just because I've been there. I've done that. We we were broke and we're not broke anymore. We're out of, we were in debt and we're not in debt anymore. And we're building wealth and we're trying to be generous. And we're doing all these things. And so I like helping people with it. But I make most of my money selling real estate. That's how I make my money. Um, Here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, I help people buy and sell houses. We flip houses. We do investment properties. Um, We do all kinds of stuff involving real estate here in Dallas and Fort Worth. And then nationwide, I help people with their houses. Uh, If they need to buy a house, I help them kind of walk through that process and find a good agent that's going to back them up and support them. Um, If they need to sell their house, I walk them through what that process looks like. I make sure that they're doing everything they can do before they even interview an agent, before they talk to somebody. And then I find them a rock star real estate agent that will sell their house. And obviously I get paid a portion of that commission um, for doing that. But that's where I make about 70% of my income is through real estate. And normally, January and February, really November, December, January, February are super, super slow for real estate. And so, you know, we get to 2016 and I set out gigantic plans of uh, some things that I wanted to accomplish in January and in February. And some of those things involve some new classes that I'm putting together about budgeting and getting out of debt and chasing after a dream job and and things like that. Some other stuff involved uh, some classes on training real estate agents, how to be better real estate agents. I had all these plans uh, coming in on January 1st, and then on about January 10th, the real estate market exploded here in Dallas and Fort Worth, and I'm sure it did throughout most of the country, but all of the business that I normally see in March and in April and in May started happening in January, and so I have been going non-stop, and that's no excuse You deserve better than that. That is no excuse for me to not deliver a podcast episode. One week we had some technical difficulties and then I just got busy and I got to thinking about this and I was like, you know what? I'm busy. I don't make any money doing that, but 
the reality is there's several hundred or a thousand or 1500 people sitting here listening to me talk right now. And that'd be like if I were booked at a keynote at a conference to go speak, but the real estate market was busy. So I just didn't show up to speak at the conference. That would not be good. That would not help me connect with people. That would not help people. It would not endear people to me so that I could help them with money. Um, and so it's just, it's not a good thing. And so I apologize that I've missed out on that and I am going to try to do better. Um, no, you know what? I'm not going to say try. There is no try. There's only do. I am going to do better. I will get better about making sure that I am releasing a podcast episode, um, on a regular frequent basis. My goal ultimately is to do this every day. That's my, that's my goal. The problem comes in the production side of things and, and getting the content together. Once the content's together, it's very easy to deliver. And so I'm going to have to have a team involved to help me with that. And that means the show must grow in order to do that. But don't tell anyone, you guys are my absolute favorites. So, hey, let's talk about some cool money ideas and things that you can do in 2016. Um, I've kind of been putting these out there on my blog or just on social media. Um, if you want to follow me around on social media, it's at Casey N. Lewis on Twitter um, and Instagram or uh, slash Casey N. Lewis over on Facebook. Um, but I came up with a couple of really cool ideas in 2016 that we're going to implement in our budget. And one of them is I want to be a generous person. I want to be a giving person. I, and not I'm not talking about just to my church or just to different organizations and causes. I'm talking like to my friends. I want to be known as the guy that's like, man, Casey gave me a really great gift. That's what I, that's what I want. I want people to cry when I give them a present. Like you get me, you knew exactly what I needed at this moment, but it's hard because I usually forget to go Christmas shopping until like Christmas Eve. Um, or if it's a birthday party that I'm going to, or a friend's party that I'm going to, it's like, I pick up a present on the way to the party. Um, and if I have no idea what to get them, it's always a gift card. And so I want to get better about that. And the only way I've found that I can get better about that is by listening and paying attention. And so when my friend says that, hey, my favorite type of potato chip is this, I'm going to write that down. And so I created inside of my iPhone and inside of my Mac um, in the Notes app. And you may use Evernote or something else, but I use uh, Notes through Apple. And I created a folder. And it just says gift ideas. And then inside of that folder are several other folders with names of like my wife and my parents and my sister and my brother-in-law and my kids. And anytime I come across and they say they really like something or they might be interested in or there's an idea that I possibly could get them a gift, I write it down. And then when the time comes to get them a gift, I have a full list of things that I've been listening to through the whole year that this person likes. And so try that out. I, I'm pretty stoked to see what happens. I've already got five or six different things uh, on my list. We're at the end of January here, and I don't have any major presents that I got to buy until June. So I've already got several kind of working and starting, and I'm pretty excited about it. One of the other things that we added to our budget this year is under our giving category, so of course we we tithe we give to our church because we're we're Christians and we feel like that's what uh, what we're called to do. Um, 
So we give to our church, and we also were partnered with uh, Compassion International. We sponsor a couple of children through that, and then we give to uh, some ministries like Nothing But Nets on a more infrequent basis and uh, Charity Water. Um, So don't give to those on a regular, consistent basis, but we do uh, give to them, you know, quarterly or so. Um, But another one that comes up is random acts of kindness, and you see this... um, happen to you probably on a monthly basis, but you're not ever prepared for it. And so what what caused me to pause and to put this into our budget was um, I was at the car wash and this girl came up to me with a candy cane that had googly eyes glued to it and some uh, some pipe cleaners as antlers and she was selling these little reindeer candy canes. And I just started talking to her and I found out you know why she was doing that. And her mom worked at the car wash and her and her sister would go inside of the car wash uh, little lobby area and they would make these and then go sell them to the customers. And their reason was their mom didn't make enough money to buy baby food and diapers for their little sister. And this is how they were were making money. And I thought, you know, and I don't I don't have cash on me at this moment to buy a three dollar candy cane reindeer that I don't really want. Um, but I do have money in my grocery envelope. Um, so why don't I run over to Kroger real quick? What size diapers does your sister wear? Um, you know, what, what baby food and all that. And I ran over to Kroger and I bought it and I came back and I thought, you know what, like this is an opportunity. I pulled it out of our grocery budget, which is fine. Um, but if I had been more prepared for something like that, um, I would have an envelope set aside specifically for things like that opportunities that you're not expecting where you can be kind and generous to somebody in need. And I feel like if I set aside, you know, 30 or 40 or $50 a month, specifically it's earmarked for being generous. I feel like I'm going to look for those opportunities much more than if it just happens to pop up. If I have this money sitting aside. So we added under our giving category, a random acts of kindness budget, um, budget line item. And I'm pretty excited about uh, what we might be able to do with that this year. Um, and then another thing that I want you to really work on this year is a cash pool savings method. And yes, say cash pool. And you should think Scrooge McDuck, you should think of him diving into a pool of golden coins, because that's really what this is. You are going to set aside a, a certain amount of money for car replacement or car repairs or, uh, your kid's birthday party or Christmas presents coming up in December. Yeah, you've got 11 months left to save for it. Um, And so you've got all these different little things that you are saving for and planning for in the future. So if you are going to spend $1,000 on Christmas presents this year and you've got 11 months, you take 1,000 divided by 11. And that math is hard in my head, so we're just going to say 10 months, so it's $100 a month. And you save that money each and every month and you just put it into a savings account. You just put it into your cash pool savings account. But then also at the same time, maybe you're saving up because your car, you know that you're going to want to replace it later this year. And so you've got, um, let's say that you know you're going to need about $4,000. So you take 4000 and you divide it by 10 and you know that you need to be saving $400 a month so that you can replace the car. And then there's that vacation that you want to take two years from now. And so you find out how much that vacation is going to cost. You divide it by 24 months and you start saving for that vacation. 
And all of this money goes into a single savings account. But then just each month, you have one deposit from your checking to your savings account. And it takes care of all of the items on your cash pool savings list. And you may think, well, that's that's great if I had that money. Um, you know, if I had the $500 a month to be saving for car replacement, I would certainly be saving for car replacement. But I can't because I've got a $500 car payment. And so these are the reasons why we get out of debt is so that we don't have to continue this cycle. And so it takes, it takes some hustle. You're going to have to get out there. You're going to have to go crush it. You're going to have to go work those couple extra jobs. You're going to have to do all of those things so that you can get rid of the debt so that you can get ahead of it and then start saving for replacement so you don't go back into debt. And so today's January 29th. On January 30th, I'm taking my family to Disney World. Yeah. It's the first, it, last summer we took our first family vacation to SeaWorld. It cost us a little under $400. This year we're going to Disney World because we've been saving for it for two years. We've never taken a huge family vacation. We've taken little ones. My kids have never been on airplanes. They're seven and three, almost eight and four years old. We've been saving. We've been working. We hustled hard. And some, I told somebody the other day, oh, we're going to Disney this weekend. They're like, You're so lucky. And I was like, no. No, we are not lucky. We work incredibly hard. I worked two full-time jobs, and then when I wasn't working at those, I was delivering pizzas, and when I wasn't delivering pizzas, I was a janitor cleaning urinal cakes out of urinals. I am not lucky. I worked hard. I worked incredibly hard to get out of debt, build up an emergency account, get us on a firm foundation, and then just with a full-time job, just with regular working, I can afford to do all of those things if I plan for them. And so right now, we're finishing up our Disney trip. When we get back from Disney, we're going to start planning for a European vacation. It may not be next year. It may be two years from now. We're going to start planning for a ski trip at the end of the year because I don't have a $500 car payment or a $700 car payment combined between me and my wife. I don't have student loan bills. I don't have these debts that just drag us down so that all I have is my house, groceries, utilities, transportation. That's it. I don't have these massive bills that keep me from being able to save. And you don't have to either. It's not luck. It's hard work. Go crush it. Go get an extra job. Go get two extra jobs. Sell everything you've got. Get ahead. And you can start doing this stuff too. You can start using these techniques and these methods to save and to invest so that you can build wealth, so that you can go do these things. So I'm going to get done. I'm, I'm done with my rant. It really made me, oh, oh, when somebody said I was lucky because I'm taking my family to Disney. No. No, we're not lucky. We've worked incredibly hard, and you can do it too. So I've got a couple of questions that were written in this week. Uh, one came from Christy. She says, I'm needing some advice on how to narrow down on my debt. I want to get the ball rolling, and I have some major amounts of student loans and medical bills. It's overwhelming to even think about, but I can't keep ignoring it. Any advice on where to start? Thank you for writing in, Christy. She wrote this in over on Facebook, and... Um, yeah, I do have advice on where to start. January is a great time for us to really start thinking about this stuff. Uh, you know, we we realize, hey, I need to get better with my money, and I don't know, I don't know what to do, and so we start looking at everything, and then we start freaking out because it's a lot, and it's a little overwhelming. And so, just like if you were way overweight and you went to the gym and stood on a scale for the first time, 
you might get a little shocked. But that doesn't mean that this is where you're going to be three months from now or six months from now or a year from now. So the best place to start is to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and find out where you stand. And so what you're going to do is you're going to total up all of your debts. You're going to write down everything you owe money for. That's your student loans. That's your cars. That's your house. That's any credit cards. That's any debts that you owe money on. You're also going to write down all of your assets. That's any cars that you have. You're going to write down your house. You'll write down any cash that's in a bank account, any 401k money, any assets that you have, and that's going to give you your net worth. And then from your net worth, you can determine, hey, here's where I stand, and we start moving forward, and we start budgeting. We write down what that looks like, and then we say, you know what, there's a couple hundred extra dollars left over in my budget that I could pay on my student loans or that I could pay on these debts, and it would get rid of them that way. But then you say, you know what? I could sacrifice a little bit more. I don't need cable TV. Um, I don't need $500 for groceries. I could I could get away with $400. Um, I, I don't need this uh, this high-speed internet. I can, I can cut that down a little bit at home. And you start looking at ways that you can sacrifice to, to make, create more margin so that you can pay this off. And then you say, you know what? I've got that margin. I'm already sacrificing here. You know what? What's an extra couple hours of work a week? What if I can get some overtime? What if I take a take on a part-time job? What does that do? How does that get going? And this is how we start start pushing this ball downhill. Um, it's intense sacrifice, like crazy levels of sacrifice. And now, I'm not talking about. I saw an article the other day that said that we start worshiping at getting out of debt as an idol. I'm not talking about going crazy. I'm not talking about getting rid of your responsibilities or ignoring your family or ignoring your faith. Um, I'm talking about you have overspent your money. And if you don't want to be in debt anymore, this is what it takes. It takes intense focus. So you start with, let's just write stuff down. Then we start budgeting. Then we start looking at ways we create more margin. And then we throw that margin at our debts. And once the debts are gone, you can start relaxing a little bit. Then you can start saying, you know what, I'm out of debt. I've got an emergency account. I don't need to work two jobs. I don't need to deliver pizzas. I don't need to clean a urinal cake out of a urinal. That is still the one reason. Like if there's any one thing besides that we want to be wealthy and be generous, the reason we do that stuff is because Casey Lewis does not ever want to touch a urinal cake again. I put on the latex gloves. It doesn't help. It's gross. You don't want to do it. But I did it so that I can take my family to Disney World. So that we can sponsor two kids through Compassion International. So that my kids can go to college and graduate debt-free. So, Christy, that's where you start. You're going to have to find out what works best for you. But that's a great place to start. Next question comes from Christian He said, our second child was born almost three years ago while I was in the midst of 18 months without full-time employment. Long story short, the bill went to collections. I haven't heard anything from the hospital in about a year or so, but out of nowhere as I start getting a call from a third party. I spoke to them today, and they won't let me make payments um, that we can afford. It's going to have to be on their terms. 
Uh, he says they're not debt collectors, but simply represent the hospital. They haven't bought the debt, so I don't have any room to negotiate. I guess my question is, do you think he'd flat out lie about not having bought the debt to try to get me to pay, uh, pay on their terms? The hospital won't talk to me, so I think that means I wait for it to go to collections when I can negotiate a reasonable monthly plan or a lower payoff. What are your thoughts? So, Christian, yes, I do think a debt collector would lie. I do. I hope that's not a surprise. They are liars. Their job is to get you to pay them money, and they'll do that however they can do that. So um, if I were in your situation, the first thing when somebody calls and says, I owe them money for a debt, is I want proof of that in writing. And so I would request that. Can you please send that to me in writing? Here is my home address. Please send me proof that you own this debt. If they say they do not own the debt, then say, then I do not owe you money. Until I somebody can prove that I owe them money, um, then I don't owe you money. Then from there, um, if they do send you the letter, then you, you probably have have something to work out with them. Um, I would also call the hospital. I know you said that they wouldn't talk to you. I'd call them and say, Hey, who has this that's representing you guys in getting this paid off. And then if that matches up, then you can, you can start working with that. Um, as far as negotiating out what settlement or anything like that, um, do it, do it fast. Don't do long payment plans with them. Um, I would, I would rather you just store up kind of a war chest. Um, so pause your debt snowball if you're doing that. Pause um, pause any savings or anything else that you've got going on and just build up a quick war chest um, because if they offer you a really good settlement, um, you can just have the cash and just say like, you know, if you owe them $5,000, if that's the bill, and you save up and you've got $2,000 and they say, you know what, you owe us this money, here it is. And you say, look, I, I can't, I can't agree to those payment terms. I can come up with $2,000 in the next seven days. Um, if we can just be done with this, what is that? What needs to happen for that to take place? And usually you can, you can find a way to get that to work. Um, so good luck with it. Um, I would recommend that you start with, uh, just requesting that they prove that they own the debt. Um, and it's crazy. They're saying they don't own the debt. They just represent the hospital. So, um, you, you've got to find a way to get the proof that all of that is there in writing and then work the process from that. So good question, Christian and Christy. Hey, if you have a question for me, you can head over to the podcast episode page at the Casey Lewis podcast.com. That's the Casey Lewis podcast.com. Um, or excuse me, that is not the website. It's Casey Lewis podcast. There is no the, so you can go to Casey Lewis podcast.com and uh, head to the podcast page, click on questions from the internet and shoot that over. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at Casey in Lewis, or I am always available on the Facebooks. I'd be happy to answer your question as part of the show. Hey, if you haven't yet go over to Casey Lewis.com and download the 30 days to better money ebook. Um, this is an awesome, awesome book that thousands of people have read. Um, I'm bragging on myself for it because it really does. It lays out this whole plan of, of uh, budgeting and getting out of debt and hustling and getting, getting on a firm foundation quickly so that you can go win. Um, that's what this book does. So you can get that free just when you go over to Casey-Lewis.com and sign up uh, to receive our weekly newsletter. Also, hey, if you like the show, 
go over to iTunes. I haven't asked you guys to do this in a while. Go over to iTunes and leave a quick rating and review. It it makes me feel good. It also boosts the show up in iTunes rating uh, so that everybody else can see the show and get some uh, get some money help. And if you really, really, really super like the show, you can support us over on Patreon. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Casey in Lewis and I would be uh, I would be very grateful for your support over on Patreon. Um, you can support with a dollar a month, three dollars a month, ten dollars a month. Um, but what that does is those that money goes right back into the podcast so that uh, we can get through some of the production issues that we've got as far as uh, maybe having somebody help us edit it, uh, maybe have somebody help me gather content. Um, so that's really where we're where we're struggling and uh, with your support, we can make sure that we get more consistent episodes going um, each and every week. So with that, I'm going to wrap things up. Thanks for hanging in there with me. Thanks for staying subscribed to the show. It will get better. There will be more. And I appreciate you. Uh, If you have anything for me, I am always available on the internet at Casey in Lewis. So I'll wrap things up. Remember, your dreams matter. Put your money in position to chase after what's important. Go crush it, and I'll see you next time.